0: G'day partners, welcome to The Mailbag, previewing a a, a good meeting on, the, on paper at Mooney Valley, but geez, it looks tricky with the predicted precipitation and the rail out five metres. Anything could happen. We could be racing on an absolute bog, sand down lakeside style yesterday. Wasn't that just horrific? Particularly if like myself and like these three and everyone else who's part of the mailbag family you had a really good lash there It's so you swing in the last who, with 80 metres to go Surely try to blow a dollar ten as it was definitely going to get there Then the little the, the flappy arms sort of kicked in and the horse just decided to stop Anyway, we're seeing them well. We've got Nick Noonan on the show today with Jackson, who are the midweek podcast team. They've been flying. Nico's trial reports are flying, and we've given him a, a bit of a push to a bit of an assist. Now we've got Sydney covered as well with the great man Mark Sheen joining. So you can get trial reports for the Metro meetings in Melbourne and in Sydney. For Nick Noonan's doing the Vic, and Mark Sheen is doing uh, Sydney. Pistol, my man.
1: Burnham Fanning, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Um, just monitoring what's going on at Pinjarra today and then just waiting for a few markets to go up there at Belmont on Saturday. I um, think I found a couple at Randwick as well, but uh, we'll, we'll deal with that in a little while.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, let's focus on Victoria, please. Jackson, how you seeing them? You, you, you monster layer, you, you, you just like to sort of really just flop it out there and say, look at my bank and I'm impressed.
2: Thanks, mate. Yeah, no, I can. I can. Oh, not too bad. Um, took a couple of early prices yesterday and got absolutely raped. But apart from that, it's going well.
3: Life sweet down here in the peninsula. Uh, the internet's not too good, but aside from that, we're betting at the bull today, and hopefully <laughs> we can get.
0: some... Hydro Star lay last week by Jackson, which was outstanding wagering. Did you uh, nip up yourself there early on the big unders?
3: Actually, none of it. I was too smart for Jacko. I did drift, so I just decided that his point was still under. All right. Too
2: right. smart as he declares it a, a good thing as it runs last. Well done, mate. Well done, Nico.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're up and about these two. Like it. Anyway, punters, we're going to focus on the quaddy legs at Mooney Valley. The boys might have a bet or two outside of these races. I don't know. I'm like you. I'm about to find out. Pete's going to steer the ship as we focus on Sydney and Belmont, but we're going to kick off in race six, which is over 1,200 metres for three-year-old Colts and Geldings. The rail's out five metres. I don't think it, it's responsible to throw out a prediction on this track. Other than it's Mooney Valley, there will be no disadvantage to be sort of in the front half as a rule, but if it gets real wet and it keeps on raining, God, if he exists, he wouldn't know. Jackson, race six, thoughts? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I found this a pretty tricky race. Uh, When I I, did the form initially, I thought uh, hard landing was probably the uh, starting point of the race, but I didn't love his last 200 metres there. Like, up, up, up. At at Mooney Valley, the the race race race
0: was over at that point.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, 1,000 up to 1,200, I thought he was probably the most likely winner. I thought, I was keen to oppose one here. I thought... uh, Brathland was way too oh, like I've marked it kind of twelve bucks here. It's it's trial up at Kensington was awful, and then it's jump out at Caulfield I thought was only okay. Like it's had a very big two-year-old preparation, and I don't think it's come back well at all as a three-year-old. I thought a uh, flying award jumped out well, but I'm I, th- I think twelve hundred meters was probably like I think it's a. I think we will be wanting further, so I'm keen to oppose Rathlin. I'll probably lay at the win and the place, Nicholas.
3: Place. Yeah, it's a tough race to start. Like, like Jacko said, hard landing's got to be your start point. Question mark 1200. I think flying award will be the best horse out of the race. Um, yeah, you look at his sort of form last prep and the SPs, he was in some very slowly run races, which might not be the case here with a bit of speed, like horses like hard landing, zipping boy, probably pushing forward, but. I think his class may just prevail here, but again, we're going to be maybe on a heavy track by now, so sort of having an opinion early sort of third, um, it could be tough in this race for sure. Yeah, I,
0: I thought Flying Award is the most progressive here, it's got the best jockey here, it's got probably the best gate here. Uh, I suspect it does its best work over 400 metres and first up if we're on a heavy sort of nine or worse. It's just not worth wagering. The fit horse is uh, hard landing. The map horse is hard landing, and I thought the nine zipping boy. Um, there's a, there's a certain like there's a group of trainers who are airborne at Mooney Valley for whatever reason. Jerome Hunt is one of them. Uh, Willow rides. It's one from one. This horse you can't really knock it. Uh, it's coming off a synthetic win. So it's a big sort of risk, but I, I, I'd i be cautious of it. It's race six. We'd know exactly how the track's playing by now, but if it is on pace, I think zipping boy and hard landing will be pretty hard to stop. Race number seven, boys. Uh, Jackson, would you like to take us away here? This is race seven, which is, whilst my computer loads a... Thank you. 1,200 metre race. Peter, are you there? I can't, I can't see Pistol. Normally, he'd cover me there. We can't see each other. Twelve hundred meters benchmark. Benchmark ninety. Benchmark ninety. Race seven. Odd behavior from Racing Victoria, but that, that you do you, Racing Victoria. Jackson, do you have an angle here?
2: Well, I want to ask uh, Pistol Pete here about the about the Perth horse. A uh, windstorm. Uh, b- before
1: I go, it does a little bit wrong in its races. It's still, despite the fact it's only lost the one race, it can just sort of skid around corners occasionally. And I went back through its form and it's only had the one race at Ascot and it did perform pretty well there. Um, I I guess last start was the only time we've ever seen it in a race of real strong tempo and it completely obliterated the field and and put some really strong figures on the board. I think this race here, looks like there's decent speed. Gate 13, I suspect that wider half of the straight will come into play in some of the bigger fields there on Saturday. it's one of those that I found... I was pretty bullish on showmanship, obviously, last week. This is a case of I don't want to back it, don't want to lay it. It's a pretty difficult race for mine. Yeah, and I'd rather see it go around first.
0: And for anyone who's just as the first show, when Peter says pretty bullish, he utterly declared it like it would definitely win. He called it a moral. He doesn't do that ever. So this is this is fence-sitting. This is fine behaviour. This is an accountable betting advice sort of platform. But that's not a push compared to last week. It was, last week was a declaration.
2: It's it's an interesting race. Like if the valley plays how it usually does, like I, I'm after back near last and widen and could be uh, could be cast. Like it's last, it's it's as a proper proper elite, but I can't have it at two dollars. Like I've marked it closer to three dollars. Banquo, I thought um, resuming on the heavy track, blinkers off first time. I didn't really want to be with it either. Uh, the two horses I found at odds here were uh, a inkeeper who. Love it wet. Has had excuses its last two, and then the start before closed really well against King of Hastings against the... And the other one was uh, Columbia, whose two runs at the Valley beaten a half length and 0.8 of length by Usain Bowler. The map's a little bit tricky from Barrier 2, but I think we're getting the price on those two horses to find out, and I'm happy to play around the market Nick? here.
3: Yeah, I, I wanted to take on Windstorm, um, but then the more I sort of dived into the race, there's not much opposition here. Like, you look at his perth form, although he's been he's elite, he's uh, turning foot, his turn of foot, I should say, is probably elite. Like, his last 600 metre uh, figures on punning form are massive. Um, like Jack I said, he looks, you know, I think there's a bit of an opinion in the market earlier that he probably looks a bit shorter. It's sort of $2.20, oh, I think you'll definitely get longer on the day. I think you might be trading closer to $3, and at that price, I think you could have a lot in these horses. And, you know, pending the way the sort of track's playing, if we're not really sort of into, like, a heavy nine and horses can make ground, I think if he drifts, I will be... Okay, I,
0: I thought uh, Windstorm is poisonous okay, thought- for the price. Uh, hate the map. map. Mooney Valley, wet. It's disgusting. The horse last week was a moral. in hindsight was a moral and still was very, very soft in betting. They got out to near $2. I think this horse will go north of $3, and I'll be happy to risk it then. I might try and lay it out there too, that $3 mark. I thought there's two horses here that are good bets here, like proper good bets in a wide-open race with a stack of fresh horses. Uh, this is when I hate doing these previous shows, because I bet you this thing gets uh, slashed with scratchings, and I get slaughtered on my prices, but I thought uh particularly number two snitzcraft but so this is a horse that was competitive at the Warrnambool carnival i think top ahead has a wet deck it's going to make its own luck from barrier five it's forms good it's very very fit if not over the top um it's sort of now and ever for this horse and you're getting 30 dollars plus it seems stupid i thought the other horse that was big odds here is number 15 fight it likes the valley uh drawn a little bit better can be a little bit more positive I think they both can run big races there. In race seven, number well, whatever numbers were, fight and Snitzcraft, craft. Race eight, thousand meter dash. Well, what do we do with Jungle Edge? Because if it's a if it's a real wick style swamp, well, does it come back in the calculations?
2: Yeah, it has to. I think take us away then. Um. Well, with the scratching of uh, Alpha War, it makes things a little bit interesting. Like a Jungle Edge and Witherspoon look here to too, sort of on pace horses. Um, if the track is in the heavy range, which I'm 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 kind of predicting it's going to be around an eight. I reckon Jungle Edge starts 380 around that price. I'm pretty keen to take on a, a, a Brooklyn Hustle here. Like mapped awful last, Less. and the leader kicked around the turn and just got the blessed. Right, was run. it
0: was it Moses in the in the in the Bible? It was like that. Seas parted, up it went. <laughs> yeah
2: um a heavy track's a question mark i thought I, I thought kind of like what three dollars like 290 i thought was absolutely poisonous um keen to be against it i didn't have a like great again i tried to find the back to the thousand it's never seen a thousand meters was an issue Bonds uh, bombs away hates the winning post hummer humma, in the wet track so i was kind of left with a uh, Jungle Edge here, even though I didn't really want to find it when I started doing the form.
0: Nicholas? became
3: on Alva Oro, I thought this was definitely his race, but he's been scratched, so that's sort of um you know made it hard for me to sort of really get stuck into the race. I think Brooklyn Hustle is millions of running. I wouldn't even consider a runner at this stage. She'll be scratched for sure. Um I reckon you'll be taking three bucks jungle edge. We'll probably sit up on speed, we'll probably lead this. I think Witherspoon will definitely lead him. He'll probably sit second, he'll get over the top of her and he looks the sort of most likely winner for mine, but you know, back in Jade DeRose and Mick Bale and Melbourne is still something I'm yet to get my head around and probably won't sad day, but he, he does look like the most likely winner. And like I said, I reckon Brooklyn Hustle is just millions of running. So I wouldn't
0: even put her in your sort of
3: thought process to yeah, be honest punters.
0: Track track's the key here. If it's not too heavy, I think Ashlaw's the wrong price, number three Ashlaw. It makes its own luck. It Loves love. just like frothers upon the thousand meters at the valley. Uh, I, I love it. It's I can't believe the price. It'd be like the race before. I, I like Hammer Hummer. I hope uh, Brooklyn Hustle stays in because I don't think it'll win. Um, but uh, like Nick, I, I think they'll scratch. And like Nick, I would have just sort of quickly done this race and just backed out for. It looked immoral. Uh, race number nine, Punis. Cox Play trip 2040. Wowee! My old black book almost had a little fit when this race was spat out. There's plenty in here that look like they're ready to win. Um, some at big odds, some not at big odds. Uh, I'll just take this race away quickly. Up comes all this usual synth hold and a speed map and all that. But Polly Gray deserves to, be, to, to, deserves to win a race, big time. Hoof on the till sort of stuff. I thought she was outstanding behind Mart Medeus. Did a lot of work. People bagging the ride, it was a great ride. What else is he going to do? Be near last and do just as much work, please? Silly. Drawn one, Waller might sort of land right near there. Miramar, going good. Lord Durante was very good last start at Flemington. Could cross from nine and give you a sight. Uh, Order of the Garter, I think, will start favorite and probably does win. This is exactly the sort of race. Uh, Nick, you're sort of the more hardened Victorian. now, me. This is the sort of race that they pinch every year. Just to announce there, we're back trying again. Uh, we'll, this, this horse will run in the sort of lead-up to the Caulfield Cup or something. Uh, barrier 12, tricky. Very, very tricky, but the great man, D. Oliver, rides. Dogmatic's going well, can win. Algalo was enormous last start. Drawn Barrier 6. That was that race. was race one at the last time I raced in Mini Valley where uh, two jockeys and connections didn't advise change of tactics, but did. And the race was just a shit fight from then on in. Uh, algala killed him. Sir Pippen... I reckon ready to win. But Barrier 10, this speed map, not ideal. And the other two that I love are Five Kingdom. Poor Barrier. They'll sneak. Probably won't be able to win. And WUT, a little bit of the same uh, with it. I I think it's ready. I thought Billy Egan slaughtered it at Flemington. It should have won there. But the Barrier now, the map here is a lot harder than it was there at Flemington. And then the other horse is Skyman, who's done nothing wrong. Uh, Likely lands last one off from barris 16 but how could you bag it conclusion is uh probably not going to bet but could back any of them oh this there's, there's, there's horses that look prime to me everywhere i haven't even mentioned like shabu who Shibu. God, only god only knows or debir or or two of these japanese things admire the two admirers which surely <laughs> one of them will both of them get scratched if it's like worse than a soft six because they're used to running on roads
2: all right well I think you've covered the whole field. We'd we'll like to go into detail Before here in the, the mailbag. <laughs> one or two
0: races, I'd like to give my thoughts. There you go. <laughs> Jackson.
2: Uh, uh, look, I'd yeah, from that uh, 20 minutes meal, <laughs> I thought Order of the Garden most likely winner coming through the fast-run race. It's had a month to get over that run. Probably starts, what, 350 here, not 450. Um, big, and yeah, I big, can back he's become a big price
0: well. man now, man, Jackson, hasn't he? Big price man.
2: I'm evolving, mate. I'm
0: evolving. I love it. I love it.
2: Yes, yeah, so I, 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 I'm backing Order of the Garda and Polly Gray here. Two bet play. Not massive, but um, a little bit. Uh, track dependent as well.
3: Nicholas? I'll bring some clarity to the show. I think if you've only looked at one horse, horse number three. Don't look at any other runner in the race. This could be a moral. Order of the Garda. Massive run, first up off a 672 day break. Um, he's had two runs here in Australia. Both were outstanding. I loved his last start run. The market wanted to be with him. He chased a fast tempo. He found the line. Um, I think up in trip now, the 30 days between runs tick. Probably just went down to the beach there at Danny O's stable. Um, we've seen him do it before with good success. I thought Ollie would roll forward from 12. This I know it's going back a long time, but he has some proper... Group one form overseas and still could be a group horse here in Australia. I don't know if he's a group one horse, given the time he's had off, but I think this just sets up perfectly for him. He'll swim through the wet track. This is the best bet of the day by far. Uh,
0: punters. punters, if you're listening at home, I'm just trying to give everyone a little bit of a rundown on particular ponies because maybe they do like Aguilera or they've been following Polygrade, etc. Uh, further to what Nick's saying, we're all sort of tipping the same horse here. Same they, they did sell a lot of pony recently. So I, I, I'm more inclined to give this horse more respect. That it is sort of at that Group One level, that they've kept it, and 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 now that they're releasing it now, so they've saw enough from that run, so, eased off on it slightly. Now they've tightened up again, aiming at the better races. This is when their horses start to get into work. That they're aiming at the big ones.
3: Yeah, 100%. Uh, for mine, if we're going to roll into some best bets, he'll be the best bet of the day for mine. Got to wait till late, but he should be getting the job done there with the goat on, as you like to call him there, Dicko, you hang on,
0: you the you don't think he's the goat? Hang on, you don't
3: think he's the goat? Oh, he's, he's probably up there. He's definitely up Ooh. there. He's in the conversation. It's like the NBA. It's a, it's a conversation. not a conversation in the NBA. It's not
0: a There's conversation five in five the NBA. <laughs> that <laughs> that <laughs> that it's, it's not a kids. conversation, mate. Michael Jordan's the goat in the NBA. And Ollie's the goat in jockey rankings, is he? For mine, yes is considering he's on a
3: horse I'll be betting right up in the last, so putting our faith in Pike in Ollie, I'll also be having a good crack at Windstorm once he drifts, I think he's a proper horse and could stamp himself as that on Saturday. Uh, so your value bet on the card, Nick? Uh, tough day for value. I didn't really mention him, but I think in the same race, I think Innkeeper can probably run a place for you in race number seven at sort of six bucks. Race seven, horse number five, he'll probably be my value. they got didn't a lay, lay us? for us. Uh, lay oh, Hard Landing, race 6, number 1 Jacko, best
2: value and a lay uh, Best race 2 tallier will be winning uh, uh, Value bet, uh, race 7 Innkeeper and Columbia And a LA, lay, I'll be laying I'll be laying race uh, I'll be laying Windstorm I'll be laying Brooklyn Hustle and I'll be Laying race 6 Rath on the place
0: I'll be laying um, Windstorm I think if pike rides this thing like he rode the other thing he won't get away with it mooney valley um that horse was very very good last week and i don't doubt this horse is really good but great horses have been stopped at the valley by the pattern and the, the speed map uh, i'm also keen to lay brooklyn hustle um maybe the C's part probably scratches but i'm laying it either way my value is uh race seven number two Snitzcraft each way and my best I can't help it like, I tried so hard not to do this because it goes against lots of things I sort of do but I think I think race one number one Widgie turf even though the jockey Talia hopes not ideal for this map she's gonna have to make a big decision which she could sort of be like buried fence and does she wait and push out or does she sneak back lose all momentum and try and circle at Mooney Valley I reckon even if she does that she's a chance to come on top of them. I can't have this coming around at this price. Uh, my The the horse that beat it was very, very plain at Morpheville last Saturday. The horse that beat it was more than exceed at Swan Hill leading into that uh, explosion there at Flemington last start, which got me straight in the snuffy. Um But, yeah, against it again here. race Racefire number one, Widgeturf, <laughs> my best. Boys, thanks for your efforts. Peter,
1: anything else to add? Uh, no, not really. Um, for a recap of everything, click the link below. And uh, I'll throw out some stuff at Belmont more than likely... Uh, as markets come up they're just coming to life now
0: if you want to support Nick head to the mailbag.com.au and get his trial reports there's a stack of horses first up through this uh, card and there'll be a stack of horses good horses first up throughout the carnival if you can start to build a profile on these ponies in your punting form.com.au database you should be you should be copy pasting his notes into your database that's what I do that's what you should do bye for now